<laughs> oh, geez. I'm going to leave all this in. Welcome to Second Take Movies. This is a podcast where we give everything a second look that, you know, could have sucked. If you can't tell, I'm not Preston. And this episode's going in the garbage. It's me, Jake. Preston is at the beach. And a uh, first of the series, Preston is not in charge of his own podcast. And we're getting canceled and never published. But super special guest, probably the most handsome man in the world. Uh, member of the um, Sunny D Boys gang. Oh, yeah. And uh, overall good guy, Shane. What's hey, up, man. dude? Thanks for having me. This is fun. I'm going to ask you a stupid question off the bat because okay. I've never asked you this and I've known you for a while and I should know Burks. Yeah. Burks. Last name Burks. I get so paranoid with last names with, with yeah, Twido. Okay. Yeah. I just, I'm like, all right, I have no idea, but I get, well, uh, I get a lot of mispronunciations. Um, a lot of people aren't used to the S being on the end of Burks because of like Dooney and Burke, the person. Yep. And then the other thing I get is like Burkez. Like when people are trying to sell me something, they're like, hey, is Mr. Burkez there? And I'm like, not in this home, he's not. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. so, so speaking of people calling, like Logan gets calls all the time. They're like, Mr. Logan, it's a man of the household. Let me ask you this. I'm like, Logan, lean into it. Just tell him you're a guy. Yeah, man. Do it, do it, do it. But still working on that. But uh, special episode, man. Waterworld. Yeah. Um, world. you brought this up and it was like the stars aligned because this has been on my list of stuff and uh i'm not i'm not disappointed at all let me tell you man uh the name of the podcast gives it away right second take and like i am always like when i think of like movies that i grew up watching that people absolutely pile on Waterworld is like at the top of the list people pile onto it and i'm just like is it me? Like as a kid, did I not understand like what a good time was? And so, uh, you know, uh, when, I, when we, when we talked about doing it, I was like, man, Waterworld's a good one. I was like, Oh shoot. Yeah. You, you did the homework. Like you, <laughs> you, you nailed exactly what this was supposed to be. And it's funny for me. I've never watched this. So this was my first real watch. I've seen him pissing in the container at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. That was the only like, I, I'm impressed that that's the only thing you've managed to see. Like, I, I'm also a little curious about like what dark corners of the internet you're in, that that's the one scene, you know? So even worse, uh, there was a, my dad coached football. There was a Gatorade salesman that they had a like sales <clears throat> thing. They a turn, apparently in the nineties in the nineties, they had a sales meeting and this joker walked out with a VHS to give to people. Cause you know, that's, that was marketing. Yeah. And that scene was in that marketing clip. So I watched it over and over and I was like, what is this? This looks is like it a, cool a Gatorade movie. bottle. I never noticed. Was it a Gatorade? It's not, but it's the okay. same exact. I think it's the same color as lemon lime. Oh no, that's so, not the right, that's not the right way to market. <laughs> even better. Their market was like, don't get dehydrated at sea. Drink this. And I'm like, the dude's peeing lemon lime Gatorade though. So uh, this isn't good. Maybe um, 90s marketing was a tad bit tone deaf, you know? I Yeah, I think so. But you know what? I think so was the palette of everybody watching this. I think watching this now blew my mind. I mean, I, like, I love campy 80s, 90s stuff. I don't think this is campy. Yeah. This is just weird. 
in a good it way. Is, it's it's totally unique. I um I think the downfall of this movie is that it's so close to being a Mad Max movie. It is so so close. Uh yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, to reel it in again, just to impress Preston that I'm not totally dumb. Tagline in the future where polar ice caps have melted, the earth is, earth is entirely submerged. A mutated mariner, which, by the way, the mariner, sick name. I was right. not ready for the twist, but he fights starvation and outlaw smokers and reluctantly helps a woman, a young child, find dry land. I mean, like, yeah, you're right. It's Mad Max on water. It is hundred percent. It is, which Logan Logan's ever watched it. She watched it with me, and she was like, "This is Mad Max on water." And I said, "Yeah, which Mad Max?" And she was like, "Um, you know, the one with the models." <laughs> and I'm like, "Have you ever seen the first one? Because it's a little weird." Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's uh, you know this to me. The second Mad Max is where it gets really good. The first one, it's good, but dude. It is the second we'll one, Thunderdome, or I think Thunderdome's the second one. Yeah. And then Fury uh, Road is like its own it's thing. It's Fury Road, of course, is like a cinematic masterpiece or whatever. I, so, again, welcome to the rabbit holes. I, and for everyone listening, Shane and I work together. Shane's used to my rabbit holes. So this is probably even worse. Um, what's the dude's name? The guy that made that movie. Why is it leaving me? Um, oh, man, I don't know who made that movie. He's ah, whatever. He, he told his wife, let me look it up. This is going to haunt me. I got you. This dog. is where this is where Preston's really going to be like, why didn't you edit all this talking out? I'm like, I don't give a <laughs> dang. Y'all need to know what it's about. Um, George Miller. Yeah, of course it was yeah, George, George Miller. Miller. So yeah. George Miller got his wife to edit the movie. And she's like, I don't know how to do action. And he said, exactly. If I got anyone else to do it, they'd edit it like a guy. And it'd just be action. Yeah. Instead, I don't know. It's a magical movie. But yeah. Um, Typically, we'd give a positive negative review. I'm really going to mix it up. I'm going to give one review, net middle, uh, with Robert Eber, who reviews everything. He gave this two and a half stars, so he's dead middle. Wow. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it's kind of funny. His consensus is the same as I think everyone else's. He's like, this movie's nothing but spreadsheets of financial dollars. This movie's way too expensive. It was enjoyable not worth the dollar amount, which I got to say, he's full of it. Well worth it. I don't know. There's something relaxing of there's, I mean, there's some visual effects in this. There's a lot of crazy Um, stuff. Effects wise. It definitely did not age. Well, Um, especially did you watch the HD version? I did. I ended up, so I sent you a link to that free one and I went, I want to figure this out. I'm going to rent it. I don't care. Same. I did the same thing. I did the same thing. I like started up and I was like, man, this is too fuzzy. And I like went back and I grabbed it off of Apple TV um, and watched it there. It's been, it was a really fun watch of, again, I know about the movie. I hear people say stuff. So I just take it. And they're like, this movie's way too long. I'm like, no, this is a normal movie nowadays. Um, Kevin Reynolds was the director of this. And I, yeah. I love that his movie before this was Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. With Kevin Beautiful. Costner. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's got it. Because I wanted to know why did Kevin and Costner do this? But I think they started to hate each other over this. Um, oh, really? Costner. Yeah. I think he wanted to direct more. Oof. So he yeah, kind of overlapped. But 
Kevin Reynolds uh, did uh, Count of Monte Cristo too. Like he's done some yeah. hard hitting stuff. Like he's done some good like cinema. I, so. I say yeah. I've actually never watched that, and I I don't know. I'm behind the times. I know who did one eight seven. Um, I don't know. And that the only is. reason I know he did that is because that's a census fail song. So oh, there you go. Okay, I don't, I don't know the movie. I just know census fail. <laughs> that brings it all together. Yeah. Um, this movie starts with. James Earl Jones doing a narration over the universe. I was going to say, I'm so glad that you said it's James Earl Jones because I have in my notes here on my phone, the very first note is, hold on, where did it go? Where did it go? Hold on, I have it. It closed for some reason. Okay, here we go. The very first note that I have is classic 90s movie guy voice. (laughs) Um, I didn't know it was James Earl Jones though. That's legendary. I think it was. Sorry, I, I didn't fact check this. I, I did, and I'm afraid someone was making a joke. Um, I will say, like, that opening scene, uh, them taking the logo and making it work for the movie, I was in, man. I'm like, dude, that's... No, it wasn't James Earl Jones. I'm sorry. Was it not? I, I fell for it, man. It no, may have was. It was. It was, I think. We're going to believe it was, Shane. We're not even going to go back. Forget it. Um, the one person listening in Germany, look it up and eat it. But it was Hal Douglas. <laughs> uh, does that make me racist? By the way, hold on. I don't think so. It looks like Hal Douglas. Um, hold on, he did a lot of stuff too. Though. That's what I was gonna say. He yeah. was the '90s movie voice guy. Um, oh, he has he's a the holiday ton man. Accreditations. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here we go. The holiday. Yeah, have you ever watched that movie? Uh, it's a rom com. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have. Yeah, with Jack Black. Jack right? Black is in the holiday, and Jack Black is in this movie. What? Did you catch him? No, he's not. You're just making yes. stuff up now. No, Bob. No, no, no. All right, all right. Pauls. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's start this sucker off. Yeah. So we find out the polar ice caps melt. Seamless transition from a movie logo into the movie. Yep. Kevin Costner. Taking a piss and drinking it, sold. Yep. In the movie. Okay. My um, my note on that is he the 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 movie opens up with Kevin Costner taking a leak into a plastic jug. He takes the jug and he pours it into a water filtration doohickey, <laughs> some type of device, some some like pseudoscience thing where you if it turns out if you run water through like two jugs in a tube, it's clean when it comes out. So yeah. he does that. He, <laughs> he runs the piss through this thing and he drinks it, right? My immediate thought, and I say this out loud, I have it, end quote. If he can purify water and there's literally an ocean around him, why is he using pee? Thank you. So that was like <laughs> immediately, what a plot. I mean. How did nobody make that suggestion? And and I, I get it because some people are going to be like, some people are going to be like, well, urine has less salt content or urine has a different composition. And to that, I would argue this is a world where like nothing in the real world matters. Like this is a fictional movie. So So I'm going to, I'm going to make this really weird. Like you're going to be like, Jake, like you already deal with me on a daily basis. Shane, after this, you've drank pee before. Is that what we're going for? Oh, I have for sure. (laughs) That's not where I'm going. Um, I wanted to be a chemist for a long time. Younger in life. All right. I took AP chemistry. 
uh, in high school. I had a, I had, like, I had the best teacher in the world. This guy just loved teaching. And uh, I had to do a project. My project was never seeing this movie, but knowing that bit. Should I drink okay. piss or should I drink the ocean? That was the title. And I filtered okay. both. Okay. Big taste difference. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. All right. So the piss is better. <laughs> well, it's, it's lemon lime. It's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but you're right though it's the, i don't know i guess it's the salt but the uh i showed this to that guy and a couple other people like what do you think about this and like yeah you can't distill salt water but you can distill piss and i, I totally the, get that the piss count is at a high on this right now so we're good it's just like if you're gonna make a jank fictional device that is just two jugs with a tube and you're just like, hey, I'm going to run some water through this jug. It's going to go through the tube into this jug, and then it's clean. First of all, that's not purifying any amount of pee. No. Second of all, if you're going to that length anyway, just just throw some ocean water in it. I don't know. Just I guess that would remove the plight of the people, right? Like yeah, if you, you also made it to where. I guess later in the movie, which the only like troublesome part, but thankfully it didn't go there. I was like, oh, dude, you're you just sold this kid off to get screwed. Um, yeah, yeah, that yeah, guy's yeah. Like it's uncomfortable. Water. Yeah, uh, yeah. but we'll get there, I guess. So, yeah, I mean, like Kevin Costner's just him. He's later you find out and realize he's just diving down himself, collecting stuff to sell. Gets his daggum lime stolen, dude. This, I mean, like I was sold at this yeah. point when like guy starts peddling his hands. I, I was like, how could anyone hate this movie? This is the yeah. greatest thing I've ever seen. And there's a rod, Universal Studios. I'm going to go see it. I hope it's still open. <laughs> is it really? Like, still? I think they shut it down finally. I, okay. I hope not, because I want to see it. Which that we're about to cool. enter into, like, what that whole scene is. But um, Yeah. Do you ever play Fallout at all? Yeah, of course. I played them all. Except for I, 76, so, because I'm just not, like, I'm not that yeah. kind of person. <laughs> no, you're you're normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, dude, this is Fallout on the water now. Like, I'm, it I'm into this. Dude shows yeah. up to this colony or whatever it is. He's like, I got the dirt. Atoll. The, uh, yes. They let him in. I don't yep. know, man. I I don't understand how someone could hate this movie at this point. Yeah. I just don't. It's it Kevin Costner is killing it. You know what it does that, that, and this is one of the reasons I think it gets compared to Mad Max a lot, is because it builds a world like in record time like like three minutes into the movie three minutes into the movie you are just like okay this is a world where it's just all water it's dangerous there are raiders uh and there are settlements that are very suspicious of everyone like he pulls up to the atoll and they're just like no trading we don't need anything go and like he has to show them the dirt which is like diamonds in this world yep for them to be like okay you can come in but don't cause any trouble and like right away as he enters the settlement there's like the big bad enforcer the the sheriff of the town you know and he like he like comes up to him and he's like you know who i am and he's like i do and he's like then you know you best not be causing any trouble and i'm just like that is fallout like that is fallout <laughs> and like well okay so that whole setup <clears throat> the whole metal thing had to be flown in from california to hawaii whoa so I'm like, well, you're I, talking I about like, the atoll? Yeah. All that Sheesh. blew over 
built from California to Hawaii. I get why why Eber said that it was a, a bunch of money because like that the, like that kind of set building has to cost a fortune. So I mean, like I I like to say this at the end, but I think knowing this is one of the most expensive movies ever made, the budget was one hundred seventy five million dollars in nineteen ninety five. The box office though is two hundred sixty four. Okay, see, so, I see. I was wondering if it broke even or if it, yeah, it made and it, it profited. People hated it, and, and like, I'll you know I'll save some opinions, but uh, he goes to the atoll. Um, he goes to trade with someone. He buys their shelves and buys a tomato plant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, at some point, Tommy catches a drink, which I, I kind of got lost of what they're calling water. Is it nitro water or like? There's some clever name. I mean, yeah, whatever. It was, it was named world. something. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, the... I know what you're talking about though. <sighs> whatever. Oh, Doesn't matter. He's getting water. And I'm like, yeah. oh, dude, these people are getting drunk off water. This is hilarious, man. This movie's crazy. <laughs> I think it was nitro water. I think it was something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but, but don't forget, don't forget. Right. It's cause an important thing happens as he's buying the shelves from that lady, the long haired dude comes up to him and is like, those are some interesting boots you've got. And he has <laughs> rollerblade <laughs> boots where the, where the, where the wheels have been removed. It's just a snap on boot from a rollerblade. And he's like, he's like, trade you for him. And Kevin Costner's just like not having it. Right. He's just like, no, thanks. Not interested. And this guy's trying to be like super friendly to him. Like he's, he's obviously something's up his sleeve. And this is our first introduction to like a key antagonist, right? Like this is like, oh, and right away you get skeezy vibes from this guy. You're like, Oh, this is a bad guy for sure. Which I, I love, I love, uh, mid eight, mid late 80 movies. Sorry. Reading and talking doesn't work for me, man. Mid no, it's all good, man. Yeah. The eighties and the late, the nineties, the main bad guy has never your guy. It's always a henchman. Yeah. That introduces everything. You hate the henchman, and then you also hate the other guy. Um, which I'm gonna go and bring up another wild fact. A bulk of this movie would not have been this way. So, like that guy introducing himself, uh, Joss Whedon rewrote parts of the script. Okay. Yeah. It's so which, funny how there's like so much prolific like icons of cinema involved in this. It's baffling, man. I don't, I mean, a lot of money, I guess, yeah, you know, I guess that's true. Um, I think he did a little bit here. He, the third end, like the last act of the thirds, uh, really like most of the stuff is Joss Whedon rewrote it all, but yeah. So you get the boot analysis scene from this guy and which like, I don't know, man, like I said, I love eighties crap. That dude started talking. And I'm like, my guy, I hope you're a wrestler. He's not. I was disappointed, but he did have that kind of like monologue energy, though. That he like big wrestler energy. He, so, he even kind of looked a little bit like a like a young Ric Flair. Oh <clears throat> yes, Ric Flair, baby. Woo! Shane, I look. You ever want to make Matt happy? You just talk about wrestling. Really, especially. Him and I have this. I I don't follow wrestling, but I love Macho Man. 
Yeah, Randy Savage. I know he's a big. I know he's a big Macho Man fan. Yeah, yeah. That's all you got to do. You drop a like. Uh, oh yeah, you know one of them or. Uh, yeah. You know, crank the crop. <laughs> oh, Sally. Uh, I think my favorite uh, Macho Man quote is perhaps his uh, his most inspirational, where he's like, "Macho Man allows himself to experience every emotion." <laughs> One of one of my favorite is uh, that's not a quote. He went on Arsenio Hall. Yeah, he had a suit <laughs> down the middle was white and black. Yeah, and yeah Arsenio yeah. Hall's like, wow, that's an interesting thing. He goes, oh yeah, white black doesn't matter. I'm all about it. Doesn't even mind rounding and sea race. I'm just about it. Like, do the cocaine. I, I love that he did that on Arsenio Hall's show. <laughs> ah, what a character, man. But yeah, um. I, th- this movie took a turn because I was I didn't understand the Mariner. He's a you know abomination. He's a mutated. I also mutant. didn't know this is two thousand five hundred. So for me, I'm like, oh, this is another eighties nineties. This is in twenty twenty. No, it's way in the future. <clears throat> um, it's way in the future. Um, Homeboys the, got gills. The, they all go yeah. crazy. I have in my notes in all capital letter. Gills, because that's how <laughs> they react when they see it. It's like they, the camp themselves, is like, we got a live one, boys. Like everybody starts going nuts, and it's just like, it. It's one of those things that didn't need to be in the movie. No. You didn't have to have gills. No, but, but they great. were like, let's do it, let's do it. And to your point, the twenty five hundred thing, I guess that's their way of saying there was time for some evolution to take place. So <clears> the one of the things I love about the movie now, uh, which I, you know, I don't, I don't want to get political ever. I don't want to, you know, whatever. I'm just making a comment. Right. Um, that whole scene and his character is now being used as a, like, not, Im- I guess, immigrant person. I'm like, no, that's not the point of this thing at all. Y'all are so stupid. Well, it loses its meaning very quickly. So yeah. like, yeah, he, which I love, I love it. It's like, oh, he whatever. has like, he is a, he is a secluded mutant for all of maybe 10 minutes in the film because like, it is just a, it's a device that establishes two things. Number one, how he's going to get into a cage, which he gets captured by the town and put in a cage. And number two, how he's going to be able to stay underwater. Like those are the two devices that him being a mutant delivers but once you have established both of those things, they almost don't mention it again. Like they yeah. mention Muto like once or twice after, like that's their derogatory term. They're like, Oh, he's a Muto. Uh, and then that's they it. Show him, like, like, it's rarely visited. Swimming really fast. They get yeah. underwater. Like it's used, but they don't want to bring it up really. But you know, one of the, one of the things I did like, and I don't know if you noticed this, maybe you did, but the guy who steals his limes is like, Hey, I didn't board your vessel. You were down there for a long time. Like, that's what he says. And at that point in the movie, you think nothing of it. You're just like, Which, okay, even better for a long time. He comes up, not inside of it. And was right. like, a lot of room in the hole. No one's in there. Yeah. 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 It's oh. like a, it's like a, oh. it's like a callback to, uh, cause if you think about it, when you learn he's a mutant, you're just like, oh, have they done anything to tell me he was a mutant before? And you're just like, oh, wait, yeah, there, there was some pretense there. Which again, this movie rules. Sorry, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. <laughs> also, I'm gonna bring it up. James Newton Howard did the score, so 
I, this movie's the best. Like uh, James <laughs> Are you Howard a, you a fan? famously did. Um, God, why am I blanking out now? Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman. I, um, he may have he done. Did. Um, he did The Dark Knight in two thousand eight. Uh, Six Sense. Yeah, The Fugitive. And uh, no, that's not the right thing. Space My Jam, bro. Haywire. Space Jam. Sixth Sense. I mean, like, this is... He's not John Williams. He's not, you know... Ah, he, uh, he is. He's John... Same level league, but... Yeah. I mean, I think um, he's... Uh, he's a Grammy He's a Grammy Award winner. So, I mean, yeah. you know... That whole scene... So, like, Kevin Costner gets kidnapped... Or jailed. Whatever. Yeah. Yep. Then, um... The Smokers, I guess, show up and... That whole fight sequence... Dude, I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. You got freaking well, skidoos doing tricks. You got like, they're, they're lowering Kevin Costner, the Mariner. They're lowering him into polluted water to kill him when the smokers attack. And they leave him in his cage. And he's doing the classic RPG trope of being like, hey, let me out. I'll fight. And like, nobody's having it. Right. <laughs> there is a scene where one of the smokers gets launched and smacks into the cage like full blast and it knocks the cage off and he starts sinking into the goop right but like that scene where he's just flying towards the cage i was literally like oh crap like i like i don't know why but i was like whoa uh and it was you're right the action was really really engaging i understand um, why there's a universal studio <laughs> show because they pretty right. much made a show during this it does feel like a Universal Studios like performance show, like the like Jaws. You remember how you would yeah. go on the Jaws ride? It's yeah, just yeah. like that. Damn. Um, my favorite scene during the fight, during the attack, is when they're leaving, um, and uh, and the Mariner harpoons the gunship and begins pivoting the gunship towards Dennis Hopper, who's the big bad, towards his ship, crying, laughing. My favorite part of this is, first of all, Dennis Hopper is a true treasure. He is just like, uh, he's just fantastic in everything he does. But anyways, Dennis Hopper says, he goes, why is he still shooting? What's his name? And they're like, Chuck. And he's like, Chuck, Chuck. And they're literally yelling Chuck. And then somebody says, I think it's Dennis Hopper, but he's like, maybe he doesn't answer to Chuck. Try Charles. (laughs) And it's just in this moment of like sheer danger they're just like maybe we're not calling him the right name so here's what i gotta ask you because that's in my notes do you think that was the script or is that that's a great question there's no like i looked it up no one says anything no one you know but it does sound like a it sounds like an improv line doesn't it like it sounds like something like you know what let's keep it in but if you track with dennis hopper's character for the rest of the film that is his energy his energy is psychopathic wise ass. Like he just, he's, he doesn't take anything serious. No, no. He's just, he's going <clears> to <throat> drop a cigarette into his oil tanker. Yeah. You know, but you know what? This is two years after super Mario brothers where he was mm. King Koopa. Yep. And yep, I'm like, yep. dude, this guy, he was like, F it. I'm done. <laughs> he I'm done. does not care. But yep. you know, at the same time, I feel like, um, I feel like he just wants to have a good time. Yeah. If that makes oh, sense. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I feel his like he did such a was, good job in this. Yeah. His villain was like, 
60% of the best part of this movie, I feel like. Just ridiculous, stupid radness. Because I have in my notes here that this was actually, so you're right, it's two years before Super Mario Brothers, but it's only one year from Speed. And if you do a side-by-side of this villain and how he was in Speed, it's the same character. (laughs) Like, it's the same character. I think it's just Dennis Hopper. Like, I I think it's just him being him. Yeah. And Um, I love it. Like, his energy is just right for what it needs to be for this. Dude, he's been doing movies since 1955. Holy crap. It, I, one thing I love, man, like some of the weird movies we watch on this are just like people doing movies since the 50s and stuff. It is wild. Yeah. Just they've seen the entire thing and you're going to end your career. Not really end it, but Waterworld's yeah. one of your last ones. You really, yeah, yeah, yeah. man, go for it. You're going to be um, one of the main characters in Gunfight of the OK Corral. And then on the, <laughs> on the, on the end, of, on the tail end of it all, you're like, I think I can do Waterworld. Yeah, hey you know guys, who's really falling down land. that pit? Um, Robert I learned De Niro. to swim recently. Robert De Niro's um, like that, right? He's it, Robert De Niro has been in such incredible movies, and like the ones he's doing now, you're just like Robert. What are you? Come on, man! You're ruining uh, everything. I've I've got a. I think this is like I I know this from a friend of a friend of a friend. I'm not trying to show off. This is in the news. Like you can read yeah. this online. Robert De Niro, like you know those guys. They want to be their character. You know, like he wants to be a gangster. Yeah. Some of those actors are gangsters, you know, like they, yeah, that's how they got there. Al Pacino, (laughs) Robert De Niro did an interview recently, uh, recently being like within five years. And he's like, remember that time we did that musical way back in the day? Wasn't that great? You can tell Robert De Niro is just like, no, I want to be a bad man. I want people to think I'm bad. Uh, I don't remember that, Al. And he's like, you sang that Puff song. And I'm like, oh, you just ruined credibility. All right. I I mean, I feel like that ship sailed a long time ago. I think when De Niro did Meet the Fockers, that was the end of it. That was like downhill. You're not the end of everything. Yeah. Which, I mean, I love that movie, but it's like, it's just like, that's not the energy you give anymore. You're now Robert De Niro who does, who does funny rom-coms and like, it's over. Yeah, he's great. Um, I love him. He's great, man. Back to Waterworld for just a second, because I have something in my notes here that we didn't talk about. While he's in the town, before he gets outed as as a mutant, um, a group of people approach him and they go, please, we've been breeding our own bloodline forever. We need your seed. And then they offer her, they offer him like a, a girl and he's like, no. And that's why they like apprehended him. Because he wouldn't like lay with their daughter, and so, that's how they found that he had gills. That's my insane. Notes are did they come after him for not screwing somebody? Right. You yeah. just confirmed well, it. The, the guy that, says something. The the guy says the man's been out at sea that long and doesn't want a woman. Something's not right, and that's why they grab him. <clears throat> Again, fallout. This is flat out fallout. Yeah, forget yeah. the Mad Max so conspiracy or you know likeness. Nah. Yeah. So then they they get they get away, uh, which we're not even mentioning that um, the, the there's a little girl with a map him. tattoo. Yeah, there's, and a, there's a girl creepy, with a map tattoo. Creepy dude in a gas balloon runs away. Gregor, right? Um, Isn't that his name? I think so. I think so. Gregor. Yeah, he accidentally um, lets the balloon loose because he's an idiot, and then he's literally flying away, and he's like. 
I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> it's just That's flying to safety. <laughs> My notes are like, okay, this movie could have gone two paths. Clearly, they went PG-13 and added in these spoofs. And, you know, for me, I'm like, dude, go darker. Let's go ahead. Let's, let's, oh yeah, yeah let's get it wild. But I don't know, it's fun. So th- you now got the, like, you already talked about the awesome harpoon shot, which um, Dennis Hopper loses an eye. Yep. That's a running thing the whole time. Yeah, his um, eye hops right out. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Man, that clap is probably terrible. <laughs> um, to me, th- oh, not to me. My wife was like, "This little girl, I hate her. I hate this girl." The map girl. Yeah, and I'm She's like, like the worst this- actress I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, but this is a trope. Like, it's part of it. Uh, but I absolutely love just. Kevin Costner's character, the Mariner. Girl's gonna go. Yeah. Throwing her over. We're not gonna make it. I'm gonna throw you over too, as a matter of fact. Literally. And that, like that, right, like and I'm like, why did you even take them? And I'm like, oh, I guess they you needed them. Like they were his they were his key. Um to get I don't out. I don't mean this, Preston, but let me just tell you straight up, and I said it to my wife, so I don't give a dang. The girl is like, I'll do it with you to keep me. Drops the net. The camera does not spin around. This movie sucks. <laughs> it is uh it, it is like one of those scenes too because you're right up until this moment everything felt so PG and then like she kind of like drops her little weird dress thing and you have that moment where you're like is this about to I get guess. real different real fast? Like is yeah. this about to get a go like real real different vibe? And I 100% doesn't. went <gasps> <laughs> I said, that's a butt um yeah, yeah right yeah um you know what no he turns her away they have like there's a lot of good scenes that happen here they have their whole like bonding thing you know she yeah, finds it's just a relationship and, montage yeah yeah which <clears throat> it's great it it blurs to me but yeah oh 100%, um, yeah and i guess we can say like their whole thing is like they want to find dry land and he tells her i know where it is which yeah. later you find out his dry land versus the girls. Um, you know what? So, Thank you. I just put that together. Cause up until this point, I was like, why did he lie to her though? But it's that he didn't lie to her. It's just yeah. that he knew, he knew something she didn't know at the time, which, which we'll get and, into later. Uh, but like, yeah. So all this, uh, this took a little bit of digging and then I realized I didn't look it up. Right. All this is happening above. Um, whoa. Tibet. Like this is all Tibet area. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's like the Greenland is Mount Everest. I figured. I figured yeah. it was Mount Everest because yeah. of like the elevation. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They mm. thought. I mean, they thought stuff through in this movie. This seems like a crazy movie. A lot of cocaine, probably. <sighs> it works. Um, I uh, I like that. Um. They used a they used like a plot point to when he throws the little girl off the water because that's a whole so we're we're skipping an important part right so yeah. <laughs> so the girls piss him off right by the little girl pisses him off by using his crayons right which he's a full grown man and she's using his crayons so he throws her off of the oh, boat dude even more petty than that he's like I don't want you drawing on my boat I got it how I want it. You put stuff yeah. on the boat. I don't like it. <laughs> You're out of here. Chunks that girl. Dude, I thought she died. And I yeah. was like, this movie rules. 
<laughs> she throws or he throws like a an eight-year-old girl just off of his boat. He's just like, Yeah, you mess with my crayons. See ya. <clears throat> he goes and gets her because she can't swim, right? That is a plot that that they, they did this on purpose, which is uh, like give this movie all the crap you want, but they did this on purpose. Threw her off the boat. Oh, I said, didn't think it was anything. I'm, I'm talking to everybody else. Like, like everybody craps on this movie, but he throws her off the boat. She says, she can't swim. What are you doing? And then like, she goes and gets her, um, Helen, yeah. who's the older woman, she goes and gets her. And then he lets them back up on the boat. And then <clears throat> she, the little girl does something to, or no, the Helen does something to piss him off. And he pushes her down and he chops her hair off. <laughs> Because, yeah, because earlier the little girl's a potty mouth, or not yeah. potty mouth, and she's like, "Helen thinks she'd be a lot prettier if you cut your hair." So yeah. he cuts her dang yeah, 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 yeah. hair. He, off the yeah. he just chops her hair off, and then the little girl says something again because she's a wise ass, right? She yep. says something again, and then the most like '90s feeling scene. He looks up at her, and there's a cut. And then the news, the the scene opens, and it's just both of those girls with the worst haircut ever, just like looking pissed as can be. I, I have a note, and I told my again, I pretty much say every ridiculous thing that my wife doesn't matter. I'm like, well, this movie sucks. She's not hot anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what? What y'all do? No, Helen, so that's Jean. That's Jean Triplehorn. Um, and I don't know her from anything, but her yeah, jawline is Dude, immaculate. You- do I? Oh no, you don't. I'm sorry. I've been watching The Mentalist, and there's a girl from there. I don't no, know that you, one you at all. Uh, you probably don't only know, know her from. Probably. From I looked this. at her filmography, dude, and I she don't was think basic I know any of these. Basic. I've never seen that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but her jawline is yeah perfect. Yeah, she's she's got a fantastic jawline. Anyways, back to my point. Right, throws the little yeah, girl in the jawline. water. Nope. Throws yeah. the little girl in the water, and she's like, she can't swim. All that happens. And at the end of this whole little montage of scenes, he's teaching her how to swim. And that's what like, that's what like brings them all together. Yep. But before that, before that, he almost auctions them off. (laughs) Yeah. But even before that, I'll drop the heat here. So he drops his sails so he can catch up, gets them on board. They're all like, we hate you. And there's an airplane flying after right. them to shoot at them right jack black is the pilot he pilots the airplane yeah look it up go look, like you got like no look it up way. see the picture because I, I knew it was coming because logan goes oh jack black was in this movie and i'm like what no he what jack black oh, is the pilot. Him. he's in a couple of scenes yeah yeah he is in it man like Wow, how did I not know that? Oh, oh dude. you know what? You hear his voice. Does it look like Jack Black? No, no, but it's crazy. Like crazy now, not then. He talks before you see him, and I went, "Oh God, Jack Black!" <laughs> I mean, like how he talks. It's like, yeah, Kev, dog. I'm. I can't do a Jack Black, but it's the same cadence that he does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what are we doing, Cage? Yeah, same deal. Wow. Um, and yeah, you're right. Like the before, before they're all best friends, you get the uh we're gonna auction you off to that guy's a huge actor too. I can't remember who he is. Who is that psychopath that they stroll up to? Because he's in a lot of stuff. Um 
I don't know how to look them up, so I'm not going to worry about it. But I mean, like, there's a lot of people in this movie that end up being very prolific in their acting careers. Um, yeah, it's uh, I know this guy's name. I just wish I could remember what else he's been in. Is it Kim Coates? I think it's Kim Coates. It is Kim Coates. Kim Coates. He's in Black Hawk Down. Sons of Anarchy, Black Hawk Down. Yeah. Uh, Van Helsing, the TV show, which that doesn't say a lot. Um, no. Also, sorry, I haven't watched it. I shouldn't say that. I have no idea. He's in Bad Blood. Yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. He's in Godless. If you haven't seen Godless, it's awesome. Um, yeah. I, I wish I could figure out exactly where I... Oh, Assault in Precinct 13. Yeah. That. He's also yeah, in Lethal Tender with Gary Busey. Oh, Gary Busey. I love him so much. Have you ever seen uh, Bulletproof? No, I don't think so. I'm going to send you a clip after this, and you're just going to be like, yeah, thanks. You don't need to watch the movie. Trust me, you don't. There are some quotes (laughs) that will make you crap your pants. Those are my Um, favorite ones. I got a lot of pants changes in this house. So, Black Hawk Down, again, rabbit hole. Uh, Fantastic movie. It's one of my favorite. One of the guys in that movie, which I'm not going to say who, like that real life guy. Okay. Taught at my high school. Whoa. Yeah. And I made the connection and asked him, I said, Hey, were you in Blackhawk? Like, was that you? And he went, don't talk to me about that ever again. And he said, I'm not doing this. And he said, if you have questions, hold them, put them in a bag and pop it. And if you have more after that, go kill yourself. Whoa. And I was like, what? okay. Like, both my parents were teachers. So like I was always there. And the next day he went, hey, I'm really sorry about what I said. Don't, you know. He said, Jake, you got to understand that I've seen some things, experienced things I never want to live again. And a movie came out where everyone saw what happened and I have to live it. Okay. Got it. That's super that intense. hardcore, man. That's all just. I, uh. I feel like, first of all, I feel like you have so many connections like that, but I only have one and I want to share it with you. Hit so me. similar to your situation, I I know this celebrity from school and this is also going to be uh, something I need to tell Matt because he, uh, our, our friend Matt loves wrestling. Um, my, uh, one of my teachers in middle school was a, um, hold on. Is this very, Billy Madison? Nope. Nope. <laughs> okay. Okay. She she was she's very attractive, right? And she was like the teacher that all the kids would be like, yeah, 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 we want to be in her school. Well, then she like left one day and didn't come back. And then a few weeks later, we found out that she was on the WWE, and it's Michelle McCool. Um, she was <laughs> my middle school um, like math teacher in in uh, in middle school, and uh, and she like went and tried out and and like got selected to be in the WWE. And so that's like the only thing that I have even close to those type of connections. But yeah, way down a rabbit hole at this point. She wasn't even in Waterworld. She could have been. (laughs) Here's the secret. I, I think celebrities and people of wild stories escape South Carolina. Like nothing's in South Carolina. There's nothing that people... Hootie and the Bow, Hootie and the Bow, wow, Hootie and the Blowfish are from here. 
that's it, man. Like, so yeah. if you want to escape life, like Danny McBride, listen, Charleston. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. So I think that's why that's like, I have all these weird connections of people like escaping life because who goes to South Carolina, but rednecks and coke. You think heads. it's like the celebrity witness protection program? hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah, Danny McBlot. Wow, I can't even talk anymore. Whatever. <laughs> wow. See, you're, you're like, Shane, you're catching, dude, you're catching me after the day of talking and then talking more. It just goes downhill, man. Danny McBlot. Uh, so he him. almost, uh, you know, prostitutes them. He doesn't prostitute them. He's going to sell them off. And yeah. So, so to catch everybody up, right? Like, a, a, like in between their bond forming kind of montage, uh, a traitor stops by them and it's like hey um i've got a lot of good stuff paper uh, the, the boat paper. is the boat's damaged from the plane right yeah <clears throat> so kevin coster who would normally sneer a person like this decides hey i'll i'll deal with you because i need resin and the guy's like right away he's like i don't have resin but i got a lot of other stuff and and it goes through this terrible little pitfall of him like eventually coming to terms with like, Hey, I, I want to spend some time with the little girl. And Kevin Costner's like, yeah, no, that's not going to work. And he's like, okay, how about the older one? <laughs> like he settles for the old one. Yeah. Give me your paper. Sure. Go, 30 <laughs> yeah. minutes. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, and Kevin Costner, first of all, super protective about coloring on his boat, but he's like, yeah, you can use my lower level. Go ahead. Go down there and do yeah, what I don't you got to do. Splooge it up, bud. I'm not going to clean what? it. Cool. Yeah. Where's the continuity away. there? Blew me away. Well, I not I don't know that that's maybe my only plot. I don't know my note of negativity. That's my only of. It's a weak point in this. It's the weakest like, point in the movie. Who cared about this paper, dude? <clears throat> yeah. What are you doing? And I guess it's like you know, it sets up the next bits where, um, they get trapped by the smokers. So the, he leaves. They raid his ship. They take whatever, and I'm. I think he already has them, but eventually they get taken. The girl get no, the girl get taken. The yeah, little girl gets taken. They run into a trap and they get away from it, which is dope. Sick scene. Uh, yeah. Both the kid and the lady ruin the boat with them. Yeah. Um, and they do the like drop down. This is where the CGI gets awful. Where they go down, and she understands. Oh, the water's on top of the world. It's the water world. First of all, how topical of a scene are we dealing with here, right? Like, this is more secure than the Titan submersible was any day of the week. Uh, oh, she goes dude, down in what is essentially it is essentially a plastic like bubble with just an air pocket in it. They bring them down. If you guys go to YouTube, look up the Water World underwater city scene. Watch it in HD. Because it is the worst offender of a green screen that I've ever seen in my entire life. It is so bad. It's almost nauseous to like watch because the the background and the foreground move in such different paces that it it's is hard bad. to watch. Yeah. I had to pee so bad and I paused it. <laughs> of course, I went and peed and then drank it. But I paused yeah, it yeah, right, right. looking at it for a while. The you background and the foreground. Though, oh, no way, dude. Pure, pure hard blooded, uh, ever just clear. Raw? When you drink so much like... <laughs> Just ever clear in moonshine, you can just drink it. I um, guess at that point it is sterilized coming out, yeah. So, uh, yeah, hey, we're gonna do a new segment called Hey Piss. Yeah. It's pretty good, right? <laughs> anyway, segment is at what point is piss okay to drink? <laughs> out the yeah. tap, um, 
Uh, never mind. Yeah, I don't want to edit this, so I'm just gonna be quiet. Poor Preston. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, this is hey. If he uploads this, this is the end of the podcast. He knows it. It's cool. <laughs> um, so the little girl gets taken. I'm yeah. trying to remember. I'm trying to remember when he sees the National Geographic magazines and so they torch his boat. Himself. Yeah, yeah, they torch his boat. Um, he, so here's the weird thing. Like this is this is definitely the weakest part of the movie. Like this stretch of scenes is the weakest part of the yeah. movie because he torch they they torch the boat and take the girl. Kevin Costner and Helen they dive underwater and he makes out with her to give her air so that they can stay down long enough. Okay. Right, Preston, what comes um, out of his mouth? What, how does, you know, gills in oxygen out? Is that what fish do? Do they breathe oxygen out? Are you calling are me Preston? Or are you going through like a third person situation here? No, I'm just so used to saying stupid stuff and saying Preston. I'm so sorry, Shane. So, no, it's fine. I, I'm am I, essentially Preston today, so no, it's fine. Shane, it's you are Preston now, but now I'm very embarrassed. Yeah, fact, well, I have a note that's <laughs> Ginger, sorry, Ginger Peterson worked in hawaii and she was uh the film's location manager um okay so she did catering to the construction okay and they knew that they're making a movie and they overcharged by six times the normal number and they all made a lot of money but she became so hated she had to move out of hawaii after it got done really yeah, so I'm looking at Peterson and Preston's just stecking in my mm, head. But oh, there it is! It's coming together. I was like, "Why are we pivoting to this fact?" But now yeah, that makes no, that's, sense. Yeah, yeah it's all no, good. that's it. But so uh, he's making out with her underwater to pass air to her. They leave because they, I guess they're just like, "Yeah, that's it. They're dead." Uh, and so they leave with the little girl, and um, they this is this is the weirdest part of the movie. They come back up, the boat's destroyed. They climb onto the wreckage of the boat. And the girl's like, the girl's like, oh no, they took her. Kevin Costner literally says, my boat. Like, <laughs> he's literally like, listen, my boat's messed up here. My boat! And he goes, Then yeah. they lay down on the charred wreckage of the boat and they have relations. Then right. he wakes up after the, the charred wreckage relations which sounds like an awesome band name, by the way. Yeah, um, I want to take that. Thank you. He he wakes up after the charred wreckage relations and he goes down into the hull and he finds the only thing that is not torched and ruined is the little piece of paper that the girl drew on with crayon, with his crayon. And it's the three of them holding hands, which I, I feel like maybe not enough time had passed for her to have that image oh, of him, but still. Not. Definitely not. Um. So that's where he sees the thing. And then he's like, we, we got to do something. We got to get her back. Right. Uh, and then, Hey, out from the sky, very convenient. Here's Gregor. (laughs) And I do want to, I do want to call out one more continuity error. Gregor, who is an absolute idiot and accidentally flies away at the beginning has a rope. Yeah. No way. That dude would not have had a rope. He would have definitely (laughs) forgotten that. Like, no way. I'm no. like, I have it here. I'm like, I'm like, if he had a rope to like help people get on the plane, why didn't he just give them a rope when he accidentally took off? He did. He dropped it. Oh, did he? Okay. He did. He did. He I, had I don't the remember rope, the rope. Okay, cool. But he dropped it late. So it was uh, even worse. Oh yeah. Cause they run up the tower. They run up the tower. Yeah. That's right. Even worse. He had it and didn't drop it right away. So, um, 
he but, takes uh, them to another hot out not a hot out but like all the survivors but the sheriff is there yep yeah um the sheriff is there so uh, to me this movie does take a dip but now oh baby Oh, that's that man. is the that is the end of the dip you're right it's yeah. it's 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 at a very low point here because the it doesn't make a lot of sense like how did he find them and he even says he's like smart of you to set your boat on fire so that i would see you sir how are you anywhere nearby like it yeah, is he just up, ocean. <laughs> um so the, the movie tries them, yeah. to they try to make sense of it of they're trying to get to dry land and that's where the map led them yeah, oh, okay. which I guess that's, that's where they're they're all trying to go to dry land. Which, spoiler alert, they're going the wrong way because it's from underwater. I don't know. This whole logic of that seems weird. I've played Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. You go beneath; it's the same direction as the middle yeah. and the top. This is lies, but um, yeah, it's it's weird. The, the way they do the coordinates is super weird. But it's like these are the survivors, and um they're all very split, right? They're like, Hey, uh, we don't want to go rescue her. We don't want to go rescue her. And that's I, when the Mariner is like, I don't care if you're going, I'm going to go. Yeah. Let's put these bottles of liquor together. And from all tops, give me some shotguns. I'm gone. I absolutely love that. This movie straight up from here on out. The Mariner does everything. I thought they're setting up. They're going to yes. come take them. Over. No, no, no. Sneaks on it board. A, it's one rad. man mission. And you're right. From that moment where he sets off to rescue her to the very end of the film, it's just like the movie is on its high. Like it is on its highest peak because it is unbridled action. They like Kevin Costner's uh, scenes are like so cleverly done because he's like, like I love the scene where he takes out the dudes on the jet skis, right? He's infiltrating a freighter. He's Dude, infiltrating a freighter. He dives down. He dives down, pulls them underwater, and then just keeps them underwater because he's a fish. Right? Like, Dude, this would be hard. Yeah. He no, drowns no, no. them. And then he gets on one of the jet skis and puts on their outfit, right? He puts on their like duster coat, which by the way, fallout. Anyways, yeah. um, he puts on their duster coat, grabs a jet ski, drives the jet ski into the dry dock, and the guy's like, the guy's like. Is that you? Go slow, man. Go slow. And then he just jets it and pile drives this guy into like a like a like a column. Just just kills him. Like that, that guy's dead. And uh and that's like how the action scene opens. Like it opens with like, by the way, the movie's gonna be this from now on. Which and and you're just it, like, it, yeah. It's crazy. That's how it is. You go from there to exposition hell, which I feel like they probably cut scenes of Oh, Dennis Hopper, he's the deacon. That's true. Dude, now I forgot all about these yeah. scenes. Yeah. It's like you show up and then he's like, my people. And now you know why yeah. they're the smokers, because he throws cigarettes to everybody. It's like, whoa, there's part of this movie that's just forgotten or something. I don't know. But yeah, he, uh, Kevin Costner makes his way to the top. Uh, Dennis Hopper's like, we know where to go. Go to it. So everyone leaves. They go get robo not rose but they're rose onto it yeah and you get I, oh god what a sick fight scene dude all of it was just flawless yeah and the little annoying he, girl just he's so mad he's better than you he's gonna get you <laughs> i feel like i feel like they really reined in like the you ever seen the western movie shane yeah 
which is the movie that I'm literally named after. Yep. Um, that, you know how the little not. boy is like, the, the little boy is just like, he'll come for me. He will. And like, that's what this is. That It's literally just that scene. I I sent you a clip once of a video game of a town with no name. And I still get on YouTube sometime. Just watch someone play through this game. Don't play it. Yeah. It's 20 minutes yeah. long. But there's a whole scene. Like You can end the game in two seconds. It's a point-click adventure from the 90s. And the your cowboy steps off. And the kid goes, hey, Shane, nice to see you. And you can click to interact with him. And you go, my name's not Shane, kid. And you shoot him in the head and leave. Game over. Which it's a it's a play off that movie, but well, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think uh, that game has its own like that game could have its own episode at this point. There, that uh, that whole fight scene. So he's uh, we skipped some, but like he's negotiating with them. He has a flare, and he's like, "I'll drop it down this thing. I don't give a crap." Oh, dude, you're missing. Like, it's important to note this, right? So he goes through and he like levels out all the henchmen inside the boat. And as he's doing that, he's literally taking pieces of their gear off of them. Oh my! Like dude, I goggles, love, I like, like bandoliers, whatever. Right? He he decks out in their gear, and he does this on purpose because then he's able to walk across the entire deck while Dennis Hopper is sitting there, kind of like wondering what happened, and. Dennis Hopper sees him and he's like, who is that? Who's that? He's like, why aren't you rowing? And he just keeps walking towards him because they don't think for a second that it's Kevin Costner. And then he gets there and he takes off the goggles and they're just like, what the hell? Like, they're just like, they're like blown away. that it's him. Here's my problem with this movie. I want that the whole movie. Oh, absolutely. dude. If they could have channeled that energy, it would have been great. So, Kevin Costner <clears throat> was going through a terrible divorce this entire filming process, and that's how he pulled this off. I mean, people listening don't see my air quotes, but the director apparently channeled his inner depression, and that's yeah. like, apparently from, from reading, if I say apparently one more time. Um, apparently, yeah. Apparently, um, dude was depressed. Like, he's staring off the boat in a lot of these scenes, He's just it's real. Yeah, like, you see it. Great. It's real. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, straight up. Um, but he's such a he's such a '90s action hero in this moment because you're right. He 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 goes to them and he looks up at this this balcony. They're the, they're like the helm, which is way above where he's at on the deck. And he's like he's like I just want the girl, and then I'll leave. Like he like the like stoic action hero from the '90s. And then they're just like, well. I don't think we can do that. And he lights a flare and just holds it over the fuel, like the fuel exhaust. Keeps turning it like, no, don't like this. Don't like this. Yeah. And then like, Uh, and then Dennis Hopper is just like, I don't think you're going to do it. And then he just goes, really? And he just drops it and blows the boat to smithereens. My favorite scene. They keep a guy in the oil tanks in the dark. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, thank God. Thank God. (laughs) <laughs> have you seen the super mario like brothers movie oh uh, shane honestly that, that one of the best movies i've watched recently yeah, absolutely it's fantastic yeah. but that little star it's that's him. in the, like bowser's pit it's just him yep the star is just like sweet release <laughs> <laughs> what are you all right yeah, absolutely. not not to yeah. uh not to go down a rabbit hole so apparently 
God, I said it again. Apparently, you ever Apparently. seen that YouTube video, little kid? Mm-mm. All right. Well, now I'm a creep, but I'll send it to you probably at some point. <laughs> it's funny. It's crap. Um, Illumination is supposed to be making a Zelda movie now. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that. And you know what? I'm fine with it. <laughs> I think I am too. I, at first I went, it's not going to be dark enough. Maybe it doesn't need to be. I'm cool. We'll go with it. Dude, I was so negative and and we're way off track, but I was so I had such negative expectations of the Mario movie because I just didn't see a world where that could have a narrative that would be good enough for a movie, right? Like yeah, yeah, Mario definitely. is so cut and dry, right? Like you're Mario, you need to go save the princess, that's the end. Uh but they nailed it. Like absolutely 10 away. out of 10. And yeah. so if they can do that with Zelda, which first of all, I'm even more critical about because it's such a more important series to me over yep. Mario. So I want them to deliver. But if they do, um, I'll be very, very pleased. So Zelda means like I can't beat Tears of the Kingdom. Like I can't make myself finish it. I want to do want it to be a lot over. more yeah. stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. I should beat it and keep playing it. I'm, I'm right at the end, man. Like I know the story. I know. Yeah, but uh i get it a man. lot like this one feeling. their whole tanker which by the way what an awesome you think they're on an island and then it's an oil tanker then it makes sense oh yeah they're on an exxon oil tanker uh it goes nose up and i think that uh balloon boy comes and save them but he then does. you get the like awesome not awesome but stupid movie's over we're happy no, the villain. One more try. He, he has three out. phases. He he's a, a bungee jump. <laughs> he's he's a three phase boss because he detonates the tanker, and then Dennis Hopper grabs her and runs down to a plane that's on the deck. Which, by the way, I feel like we would have seen when when Kevin Costner was walking across the deck. Yeah, and now there's there. a plane there. I went, but anyways, several times. So he he goes and he takes her to the plane. Kevin Costner in such an epic moment shoots a harpoon to the other side of the thing and then zip lines in front of the plane and basically rips the banana boat, like the, the landing gear off the plane and like crashes it into the boat, which bold move. Cause you're trying to save a girl on the plane saves her. Then they get up into the blimp. And then as they're climbing the, after climbing to the blimp, he's on the rope. Dennis Hopper's there on the rope. And yep. like, then they kick him down into the water and you think, okay, then that's it. Nope. That's it's not too. it. Nope. Not only has Dennis Hopper survived, but he has coordinated with other survivors, a trifold attack. He's like, Hey, 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 listen, listen, guys, listen, I'm going to get that girl off of the blimp. And then I want us all to triangulate her <laughs> position into the middle of our jet skis. And then I want all three of us to drive oh. towards her seemingly like we're going to crush her between our jet skis. And that's when Dennis Hopper invents the bungee jump. Dennis Hopper. Kevin Costner invents the bungee jump just out of nowhere. I don't know where he got that from. Preston. Preston Preston did it. You're right. And, And then they all crash into each other. My question is, what was the alternative? Do you think crashing into a child in three jet skis is going to stop you three from colliding with each other? Uh, totally not they're all high at this point yeah i guess that's true yeah i don't but it's know just like the the ending is, is just you're right it's like total 90s movie like the bad guy keeps coming type thing so um, I, I lied accidentally i forgot the the beginning urine scene 
and Kevin Costner on the uh, zip line I'd seen as a kid. Uh, I was five okay. when this came. To be clear, I was five when this came out. Um, I was obsessed with zip lines and grappling hooks. I, I just like in our house or in our backyard, we had a zip line that my brother and I made, and we wrote it, and we kept getting sketchier and sketchier with it. And I just remember seeing this clip, and I was like, "We're gonna go fast, man. We're gonna do this." No, no, you, you can't do that just, one day. Yeah, I can't just do that. But no, um, yeah. That, you then, would literally like you would you would like disintegrate upon landing. <laughs> like the rate of speed he was coming down, you would just like shred on landing. Um, I have a note here that Logan kept saying to me, "We we started this very late into the night, so like brains are dead." And she's like, yeah. Kevin Costner, he invented leggings. Look at him. Look at those leggings. Those are the first he leggings. They did have very tight pants on. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are, those are but really it's 2,500. Those aren't their first leggings. Those are the last leggings. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> These are not Lululemons. They are done. Yeah, yeah. Um, then you get Gregor. I, the ending of this movie is so funny. Gregor's like, oh, she's upside down and goes, oh, the tattoos are in reversed. The direction's. We gotta go to the other way. All of a sudden, they find land. Yep, uh, like it's nothing. Get... Well, there there is a scene where they're like, "Oh, it's a long time because they're out of water now." You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. that scene where it's like showing the passing of time, but then they find land, and it's it... the most lush green mountainside you can imagine. You get the bummer of figuring out the girls from land. Her parents are dead. Well, conveniently, yeah. they find her exact parents. Uh, like laid to rest in a very poetic burial pose. And then the Mariner gets um, a boat and I'm like, hell yeah. What a guy, dude. I got yeah. a new boat. I'm getting out of here <laughs> later. <laughs> no, sir. That's, the end. That, that's our sequel. We're, we never got it, but that was our sequel right there. Supposed to be a second one this year. <laughs> there, I mean, there really is. It's not It's delayed. It's not happening, but. Um, no way. I, I got to tell yeah. you one thing that could change this entire movie. Dennis Hopper is the deacon. If you could pick an alternative actor in 1995, who would you think should have played it? It'll blow your mind who uh, it was supposed to be. Okay. Well, my. Um, hold on one second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, no, 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 no. Movies that Where came out in 1995 is the clue, but no. So I'm going to be wrong about this, but I think Alan Rickman would be the choice. That's good, but no. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson. Wow, he had to turn the it down because turned it down because he can die hard with a vengeance. He, he would have been that character. He still the... would have been the same character. Yeah, that. I don't know. Maybe that's the writing. I was like, oh, yeah. Like, you know, this. Have you ever watched The Spirit? Yes. Wait. It's awful. The superhero movie? It's terrible. I love it, though. But he could have done it. He'd have been fine. Yeah. He could have um, definitely done it. You're yeah, right. I, I give this a 9.2. I'm not going to lie. Wow. I love really? this movie. I loved it. I, I mean, like, I was expecting a much lower rating from you, but I'm a solid 9. Uh, and, and it's because I watched this movie. So here's so a little background about me. I don't watch movies very often. Like it's pretty rare that I watch movies and 
Um, this is one of those movies that for whatever reason I watched a lot as a kid. Like as when I was younger, I watched this a lot because it was either on TNT or whatever. So when I went back in, when, when we decided this was the movie we we're going to do, I was like, man, I'm going to learn to hate this. Like now that I'm older, <laughs> now that I'm older, I'm going to be like, how did I worried. think this was good? I was worried when you told me that. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to ruin your childhood, dude. Like yeah, yeah. I already ruined your working career day to day. Let me not ruin your childhood, bud. Right. Exactly. <laughs> no, um, I, but I got, we were like, I got like three quarters of the way through past that dip, like past where it kind of starts to dip right when he starts headed towards the boat, it all came back to me. Like it like rushed my cerebrum and I'm like, Oh yeah, this movie's awesome. I remember that. And so like it started like that scene played out and I was like, man, it's just as good as I remember. It's, this is a great movie. And so, yeah, I mean, I think it's a solid nine. Well, for anyone who goes into the movie, not expecting it to be a serious movie, like this movie doesn't take itself seriously. It is very melodramatic and goofy. Yeah, this is a lot like uh, Running Man to me. I know this is Mad Max from Water. Yeah. Um, I think Running Man's right. It's the it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie from the eighties. It like you understand you you go with the premise. It's this is yeah. this world. You ride with it. Um, yeah. Also, what I didn't tell you: the only person seriously considered was Samuel L. Jackson, but Lawrence Fishburne uh, was considered. Wow. But Gary Busey was the first offer. No way. Is that true? It's true. Gary Busey would have been a solid deacon. He I, would probably have been better than Dennis Hopper. Dude, the second we get off this, I'm texting you Captain Bulletproof stuff. Lay it on me, man. This is, like, this is 9 1. Like, for me, like these weirdo kind of movies, if you make your world and you believe in it and you go for it, I'm sold, man. Like I'm, I'm in. Like they went all out. There was no doubt. And for better, for better or worse. Are you gonna keep the um, rhyme? No, you let it go. No, 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 I can't do that, dude. I, <laughs> I can't. Like, there was no rhyme. doubt. They went all out. That's what this movie was all about. All about. Shit. <laughs> have done that. God dang it! In you know, this podcast. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Solid nine, dude. I loved it. I think. Uh, if you've never seen it, you should definitely see it. Yeah, and it's don't... three ninety nine. It's th- it's a three ninety nine rental. Like just yeah. just grab it. And and like you know, again for me, I know a little bit. I heard all the negative stuff. And was like, oh, okay, this movie's crazy. Nah, go do it. Yeah. Um, closing segment here is always like, what are you watching right now? You know, what are you up to? So, I'll, I'll kick you off here. I've just yeah. been playing Zelda. Uh, yeah, I've been playing Zelda. Um, I, the TV show The Mentalist. I'm trying to finish. Been watching it for way too long. So not a lot, in other words. This sounds not like a lot. How about you, ma'am? Um, you so uh, I'm more of a gamer than anything else. I play games more than I watch movies, more than I consume media. And you've um, got so- some. You've got a pretty like I'll watch some of your clips on YouTube. It's like you've got a pretty solid <laughs> stuff. So it's just like it's just stuff I upload to send to my friends. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so we've been playing a lot of Diablo Four recently, um, which I'm really into, and did, I'm really excited play, for like the seasons. Did you play another Diablos? Or is this your first one? I've played every single one. Okay. Are you mad yeah. about Diablo? Like I remember people are like Diablo Four is gonna suck. All the people that I knew that played them all, I haven't played hardly any. 
So no, I like four. I think four is in a good spot right now to okay. have a good, like a lasting impression. And that's like the big thing. Like a lot of people are like, Oh, I can't, I'm, I'm done doing everything. I don't have anything else to do. And I'm just like, well, it's a seasonal game. It runs off of a seasonal model. Yeah. And just like with every game on a seasonal model, if you play it every day for four hours, you're going to run out of stuff to do. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, give it some time. The first season hasn't even dropped yet. So I'm excited for the first season, whether or not that means that I'll stay excited and play it forever. We'll see. It just really depends. I like games with a seasonal model because I'm a big destiny two player and that runs off of a big seasonal model. So I like games like that. So Diablo four, I'm pretty interested to see where it goes. I'm also playing the new final fantasy, final fantasy 16. Um, absolutely How, love it. How's the gameplay on that? So, uh, and I say that gameplay's like my, great. I play like final fantasy tactics are my favorite. Nothing like that. Final Fantasy Tactics is my yeah. favorite Final Fantasy game. War of the Lions okay. is my favorite. But is it a sixteen? Like, is it's an action RPG? So like you fight awesome. right then and there. It's also totally atypical from any type of Final Fantasy game that you don't have a party. You're one character. Ah. There's not a lot of RPG elements. This really okay. shouldn't have been a mainline Final Fantasy game, but I feel like they budgeted it so much that they're like, we we have, we have to call it a mainline because we yeah. spent so much money on it. But it's phenomenal. The story's great. The graphics are great. Gameplay's great. Um, I'm really enjoying it. All of my friends are too. Uh, so we're really enjoying that. And then in terms of movies, I'm, I'm chasing after finishing John Wick 4. I have, I'm like Ooh. three quarters of the way through and I need to finish it. I haven't yet. So that's the other thing going on with movies. And then you know me, I build Gundam. Uh, I've got like a ton of Gundam stuff behind me here. God, yeah, and, I wish. Um, I w- sometimes I wish we never met, but I'm very happy because yeah. I need to finish some. And I've got more. Like I've got, I'm like you. I've got boxes where I'm like, oh, I yeah, need to do this, man. I need to do this. I wish but, I could show you the boxes that are over here. Oh, on, I don't, on I don't my, even see them because it'll make me go buy more. But my buddies and I, so that's that's a problem that a lot of people have, right? It's like, hey, we have too many kits and we don't have enough time to build them. So we just set up this thing where every Tuesday night we're going to do a remote build day where we all just hop on a, like a, like a video call and we just build remotely. That's uh, sweet. Just hang out. You know what I mean? Cause that's like, that's how you get through it. It's like, if you can talk to people and hang out. Um, so yeah, let me know if you want to join that man. Tuesday nights, eight o'clock. Well, oh, nine o'clock your time. Oh, so. happily. So I'll, yeah, man, I'll, I'll give you this nerdy bit. So they're not competitors. Like I was a Dragon Quest guy, not Final Fantasy. Love Dragon Quest. Dragon yeah. Quest Eight might be the greatest game ever made. All uh, right. So the play voice Dragon Quest Eleven. The voice acting. There's a like British. I can't remember his name right now, but he always goes "Core Blimey," and it's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. But I just, I also hate JRPGs. Like the grind, it gets old. I'm there for Dude. it, but I don't want to grind all day every day i am the same way but it's really hard to get away from that it you is know what i mean uh it's and, like and such I say a that trope. like in zelda i'm over here just trying to kill trolls or henox to get toenails like i'm it's the same thing so no i glitched that stuff man i, I duplicated all that stuff <laughs> <laughs> i accidentally upgraded that happens, dude. It happens. I was yeah. so mad, dude. I I was yeah. I was living the life fantastic, but yeah, um, well, Preston. Oh my gosh, I called you Preston again because I'm looking at Peterson. Hey man, uh, it's good to be here as usual. Another no, week. You know what with I should do? You. I should just say Matt from now on. You're Matt. That's what a lot of people do, right? <laughs> like they mistake us, they mistake both of us for our coworker Matt. 
All right, let me close my notes so I can actually talk. Hold on. There we go. Yeah. Shane, what no you problem. got, you know, where can we find you? Give me give me an ad for yourself. Tell me something sweet. I don't know. Oh boy. I don't know. All right. Uh, if you wanna if you wanna watch some of my stuff on YouTube, feel free. Uh, it's Shane Speaks on YouTube. Um, it's just really stupid clips of video games, but I think they're funny. Um, but they're not super serious yet, but we'll get there one day. And, uh, and yeah, that's it. Thanks, Dennis. I really appreciate you having me on the show. Hey, thanks, uh, Beamerheimer. You can tell like how you know how dumb I talk and how much I have to think about. Like, what am I about to say? Closing this thing out. It's like, all right, Preston, thanks. Yeah, yeah. thanks, Preston, as usual. Uh, uh, no, it's all good, well, man. Hey, uh, look, Google search some stuff for us if you got anything. I think we always talk about uh, drop whatever movies you want to watch. But, you know, for me, more importantly, send weird pictures to our Instagram. Send weird comments. Preston will love them. He will not be mad. The weirdest thing you can do, send, you know, whatever, unfiltered. But uh, we'll be back hey. next week with something. Sure Shane, I hope you're. I hope you're back again. I'm sure we'll grab you, especially when John yeah, Wick Four. If we ever go through the John Wicks, yeah, yeah. let me know. Yeah. Let me know. Uh, but yeah, thanks again, Shane. Uh, hey, for everybody else, go crap your pants later. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>